0: Welcome to Is This Love? podcast brought to you by your relationship specialist and neuropsychotherapist Joe Wilson of The Confidant Counselling. Great relationships make us healthier, happier and can even extend your life. Enjoy my strategies to navigating love along with other experts in my field on this podcast. You can find all my weekly newspaper column articles at theconfidantcounseling.com. Welcome to part two, discovering the wondrous facts about the amazing woman's brain, brought to you by a lovely woman I met at the International Association of Applied Neuroscience recently in Sydney this year, and she's a neuroscientist and author, Dr. Sarah McKay. So today I'm passing on some research of hers on the topic of women's health I've personally solidly relied on for so many years. Countless excuses have been based on this tagline as a solid and acceptable explanation for my human shortcomings as a woman. If you were to peruse my extensive list of stupid things I've done or forgotten to do, you'll find many reasons why I've used this category. It's been my acceptable fallback for the times when I've been a substandard wife who can't remember what my point was in the first place, forgetful mother of casual clothes day at school, and when I've referred to a client by the wrong name. This forgiving justification has been commonly used by my sisterhood in history for goodness knows how long. However, I'm devastated to reveal that this category is not a thing. Yes, if you listen to part one of the interview last week, baby brain is not a thing. So I've written my article about that this week and surely not the mothers of the world gasp. I know I've also needed to take time out to digest this shocking news, but how could this be? you're kidding me right you exclaim sorry ladies but you've bought into a stereotyped and cultural misconception i can even see all you hairy male types are now completely exasperated and confused so sarah mckay talks about um, some significant changes in the brain that do happen during pregnancy but they're actually related to social cognition empathy and theory of mind there is actual grey matter shrinkage, but it's not what you think. It reflects synaptic pruning and functional streamlining of the circuits, but not degeneration. It's so interesting. So when women looked at photos of their baby, regions that showed the strongest neural activation corresponded to the regions that had thinned during pregnancy. Amazing! So then why did I forget to get out of my pyjamas or eat or even cover myself after breastfeeding before answering the front door? Well, apparently they did see evidence in small reductions in memory in the last trimester of pregnancy and just afterward. But it makes sense that it's actually more to do with lack of sleep due to discomfort, aching and nervousness and anticipation. And there's so much going on during those first few months of pregnancy uh, and having a baby and right through. So there's this primary maternal preoccupation that's what they've put that under. Oh, that poor courier man. Anyway, one important takeaway that Dr. McKay talks about is thriving in social groups. So enjoy this interview, and I look forward to hearing your feedback. Here it is. Good
1: morning, wake up, and uh, hanging out with Christian and Joe Wilson on SALT106.5. We are thrilled to be joined by Dr. Sarah McKay, neuroscientist and author of the the book The Women's Brain Book, and uh, this is part two. As we continue this fascinating subject about the women's brain, now Dr. Sarah McKay, you've been myth busting already some of the findings about the ba- brain, baby brain, um, and all this, you know, stuff like that. Um, a fascinating subject. What was it that struck you, you know, in the research that really floored you? I mean, obviously there was a lot of, um, you know, a lot of findings, but was there was something that just stood out, as in, wow, that totally floored you?
2: Oh, It's so hard to pick because there were so many, so, so many findings. I think if I had to speak overall, um, as I kind of alluded to at the beginning of the conversation, I thought it was going to be very much about a, a book about hormones and how they shape our brain. But every single researcher I spoke to, and it didn't matter whether they were an early childhood researcher, someone working with babies or toddlers, someone researching what happens in, in adolescents going through puberty, new mums, or people working um, you know, with with the aging brain, the key determining factor, the kind of the greatest opportunities and vulnerabilities that are there in promoting brain health were other people and social connection. And I think we tend to think about everything else when it comes to our health and we almost put that that social connection Last, mm. And I think it is it is interesting if you look, there was one piece of research I did particularly like, which again was about pregnancy. And so, you know, hormones weren't the main sculptors of the brain, but during pregnancy, interestingly, they do induce one of the most significant structural changes in the brain. A lovely study came out um, in, in 2016 looking at a series of brain scans that were done on a group of women before and after their first pregnancy and the part of the brain that changed in every woman during their pregnancy was the part of the brain involved in empathy and social cognition nice. so being able to think and and understand the thoughts and feelings of other people so in a way we can think about you know pregnancy getting you know it, it enables a woman to carry a baby mm. give birth to nourish that baby, but it also prepares her brain for the act of motherhood. And I know lots of women would, wow. you know, like, that was when I really sort of started feeling very emotional about other people's emotions.
1: Yeah. Just yeah. Mm, makes and absolute now, sense, when, doesn't it? And we
2: see this, Structural change. And it's such a striking change that an, an AI, an AI program is able to determine with 100% accuracy whether a woman's had a baby or not simply by looking at her brain scan. Wow. So That's I cool. that, that was really That's remarkable amazing. because... At every point in the lifespan, yep. it, the, the most important thing is we connect with other people. And then at this fundamental transition, the part of the brain that changes is the part that enables us to connect with other people. And so, I thought that was just really beautiful.
1: Oh, I love that. It, so, um, Dr. Sarah, is, would it be too far to say that it takes a tribe to manage a woman's brain? Or no? I don't think <laughs>
2: it would be too far. I, I think to manage a one. human's brain, not a woman's brain. Yes, and I think that yes. men can probably learn as many lessons from this as women, that, you know, Know, the, 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 what builds what builds resilience is is is, is we, not me, and it's yeah, groups of people. There was another, there was actually another study which I thought was really interesting. I grew up in Christchurch, New Zealand, which um, you know needs no introduction. Sadly, these days to the world, we, we, when we grew up, nothing much ever happened there. <laughs> but um, there was an interesting study looking at um, trauma in children um, in New Zealand who'd gone through the earthquakes in twenty. 2010, 2011, and these were children who were kind of born through the earthquake sequence. So up until the age of two, your brain is, is it's you know, very, very plastic, and that's that's great because it's great for learning, but it's also very vulnerable. And what some researchers found was when these children started school, they were showing very high rates of post-traumatic stress disorder, about mm. 20% of kids entering school with post-traumatic stress disorder. But the particular group of kids within that cohort that were protected were the Māori and Pacific Island children. Wow. And the researchers suspect it's because of that great, what we in New Zealand call whānau, yes. or the, kind of the collective dynamics, that spiritual connection, that social cohesiveness, that you get within extended families that protects children so i think that that's you know a great lesson from 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 birth the importance of 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 tribes and having mm. lots of people around to support not just mums not just babies but but you know yeah
0: community that's amazing Mm, that just makes me want to be a relationship counsellor again tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> You've just given me greater favour. I could listen to you all day, Dr. Sarah. This has just been amazing and such an honour to speak to you. And I was very blessed to listen to you speak at a conference recently. So thank you for everything that you're doing to uh, heighten our experience yeah. of understanding the brain. And um, you definitely, yes, have impacted my practice at work. So thanks for joining us. That's and, awesome. That, that's yeah,
1: lovely. Dr. Thank Sarah. You, thank you very much. Thank you so much for your time today and sharing with our listeners here at SALT 106.5. Dr. Sarah McKay, author of the Women's Brain book, an all-round amazing lady as well. Hang out with Christian and Joe Wilson on SALT 106.5.
0: So one big takeaway for me from Dr. McKay was the importance of thriving in large social groups. Fast forward this to 2019 and where I live here on the Sunshine Coast Queensland you'll find so many first time mothers distant either emotionally or geographically from their birth mothers. They're often frequently apart from their partner working long hours or away and feel very isolated. Our village is missing and what's essential to a healthy brain and maternal well being love and social connection. It's quite an individualistic society these days, I find. Yes, you can connect, you can join groups online, but nothing compares to having someone drop in to check that you're okay and to reach out and ask for help when you need it. So for more information, you can head to theconfidantcounseling.com for all of my recent articles. And you can sign up for my Spouse It Up form for some tips on a healthy relationship. You can also get my frequent newsletter and subscribe there. For more information on Dr. Sarah McKay's work, you can head to yourbrainhealth.com.au. Thanks for listening.